Hi, this is Joshua from Ask the Child Whisperer, and this is a place for you to come when you're feeling overwhelmed, disconnected, or simply at a loss. If you need inspiration, I've got a lot of that too. So listen in and let's get started. So what do you do, what do you say when your kid spills water? I know you're like, really? This is a podcast all about that? And yes, because I need to shore up your basics. What you say, what you do, how you gasp, how you remain silent, how quickly you move, all of that creates an imprint for troubleshooting for your child. It may seem like, Joshua, they just spilled some water, but I guarantee you it impacts their reaction when they spill paint, when they drop a bottle of glue, when they step on someone's shoe, uh, when they drop some scissors, when they miswrite a sentence on the computer. All of these little things don't just exist in one moment in time. They create an, a lasting impression. That's why it's really vital to talk about basic kid moments. So remember, this is not just speaking to toddlers or infants. This could be something that you have to reflect on and process again in your own mind and figure out how can you talk this through with your teenager because these are little things that create faulty foundations as far as how you communicate with your child how you support each other along the way so over yes it starts in early childhood but it remains something that is in existence that if you're a techie that runs in the background a file that remains open throughout your child's existence So a toddler drops some water. You gasp. (gasps) Explain the gasp. If you don't explain the gasp, children think that they have created a mortal sin. This is a 911. This is a major emergency. You have to define your gasp. (gasps) Oh dear. That water jumped up high. It surprised me. Oh my goodness, that went all over the table. Wait, what? Wait, what? You let go of the cup in the middle of the air? So I'm explaining my gasp. That's why I made that sound. And then you end with, that's why I made that sound. That's why I gasped. Believe it or not, when I ask you to explain your gasp, it will make you understand why you're actually gasping. What were you actually trying to transmit? You may realize your gasp was too much. You may realize your gasp is because you're on edge about a lot of things. And so you're hypersensitive right now because it was only a small glass of water, right? It was a sippy cup. It was a tiny pitcher. Uh, Maybe it was a big glass of water, but there was nothing that was gonna get messed up. It's just water that spilled. So the act of explaining your reactions helps you realize were they appropriate for this moment in time? Were they helpful? Were they not helpful? And how did they land? How did my child interpret it? If you're a parent that is a perfectionist, and so that water being spilled to you registers as an error, That means you are holding your kid to this extreme level of excellence that is not appropriate. Water should be spilled. 
Why? Because that's how your children start to learn how to navigate different perspectives, different ideas. Wait, I was looking at the dog. I forgot I was holding onto my glass of water, right? They're looking on, they're working on coordinating their eyes, their muscles, their fingers. Um, Water should spill because your child is navigating different weight. So maybe they have a metal cup instead of their plastic cup. Maybe they have a glass tumbler instead of a plastic cup. So their muscles are figuring out how to manage different weight. So if it does drop or if it does spill, it's like, wow, their body hasn't figured out how to navigate the difference in vessels, right? They are learning that. So I'm not coaching that the water spilled. I'm coaching the different weight based on the different vessels being used. The other reason why you don't highlight it as an error is because you're telling children mistakes, missteps are just par for the course. They're supposed to happen. They are expected. Now, if you are a person who receives this message from me and it's foreign to you, like, uh, no, you shouldn't spill, then you have to reflect on how were you coached? How were you coached? Why was spilling water such a big deal? When you sort that out, then you can separate your past experience from your child's current experience, right? Because our children are not us. Um, We are not under the same circumstances necessarily. Even if they are similar, there's enough difference that we should account for. So that's why I really want people to think, hear themselves, and realize why you respond to spilling water, spilt water the way that you do. So here's one approach. Children that are highly anxious, overthinkers, um, they may seem very nervous or very hesitant. When they spill water, they do think it's 911. They think it's an ultimate sin. A really bad transgression. It should not have happened. So our job is to teach them to relax. That when the unexpected happens, they do not have to fear for their lives. They don't have to fear that someone's going to come and like shout at them or scream at them. That this is actually an inconvenience, maybe an annoyance, but it's not actually a big problem. It's not. So with anxious children, I say, Well, that usually happens sometimes, right? So I'm telling them the likelihood of this happening again is kind of medium, but I am not upset by it. I'm not shocked by it. Then I shift into, so how do you fix this problem? Because we didn't, we were expecting to drink it. We can't drink it from the ground. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, what do you think? Should we use a towel? Should we use a paper towel? Should we use our feet? Well, that won't work very well. So now I'm telling them, see, you can can relax. You have time to troubleshoot. You don't have to know the right answer. We can talk through what are all the options. So talking through what are all the options with an anxious kid helps them relax. It teaches them they have time to figure out how to solve this problem. 
So then I say, hey, which one would you, which one should we try first? Because anxious kids feel very alone all the time, especially when things go wrong. So me saying, hey, which one should we try first? What do you think? Means I'm in it with you. So I'm not really concerned that the water spilled because I believe we're going to teamwork it and we're going to get it up some way, somehow. If you have a child who is very sassy, stubborn, what they may do is pretend that the water didn't spill. They may say, no, 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 you did it. Why? Because they are terrified. A weakness has been exposed. They feel they should have been able to do this perfectly or well. So for stubborn kids, very resistant kids, kids in denial about this small little thing that happened, I say, I know, let's, shall we pretend this didn't happen? Or I know, what was this water thinking? It just jumped out of this cup. Or, oh my goodness, I guess this cup didn't agree. It did not want you to drink the water. Isn't that funny? So again, I'm not directing the attention toward them directly. How could you drop it? Because these children have to build up a confidence in order to be able to accept failure or missteps. They're not there yet. So regardless of what age, I'm the baby step forward for these children is that, hey, let's acknowledge that something needs to be remedied. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not saying it's my fault. Let's just, how can we troubleshoot this thing? So thinking about it in that way with children who are resistant or in denial or I didn't do it, so-and-so did it. I don't get caught up in the trying to convince them I'm right versus you're wrong. Um, I need to stay focused on the issue at hand, the problem at hand. Now, if you have a kid who's like, has the attention span of a cricket, high energy, looking at everything. The water spilled. Now they're jumping all over it. It's the best day ever. Now these kids, I my job is not to teach them like you're out of control, you're way too hyper, this isn't how you do it. What I teach them is, hold on, will this work for other people? Because their instinct is so egocentric, like they don't even think about is this a good idea or not? Because their joy speaks for them, right? Something negative happens like water spilling and they're like, it's a, it's a slip and slide. It's a hand painting station. So they always will troubleshoot in a way that makes it work for them, but it may not work for the community. So I say, hold on, you have the splash idea. We should make the splash smaller. Can you move the splash? Oh my goodness, the sound was exciting. The sound was exciting. Let's go investigate the sound outside. But for right now, let's clean this up because your sister's going to need a walk or we don't want grandma to slip. So whatever, if I can identify the joy or the moment of fascination, that is how I navigate through this spilt water. Hey, that was amazing. What? It bounced, the cup bounced, the glass did not break. How did that happen? We got lucky, oh my goodness. Let's see if we get lucky with, and I may shift it over to, let's see if we get lucky and we drop some of your toys outside. Let's see if they bounce the same. Let's see if they escape any damage. So again, I'm speaking to their joy, but I'm helping them learn that the spilling the water on purpose or by accident, we can't extend this experience 
in this way, we need to clean it up and then we have to create the appropriate experience somewhere else. So water being spilled is kind of a rite of passage for both of you. How will you talk about problems or surprises? How will you attack them head on as a team as opposed to you did it so you fixed it? A good way of looking at it, and I'll give you this short story to end. This is a child who's really, really incredibly smart, high IQ, very rigid, does not like surprises. Therefore, spilling water was an extreme embarrassment, and it was very overwhelming and crippling to him when it happened with me for the first time. And he just stared at me and I was like, oh my goodness, well, that surprised both of us. And he was silent. And I said, oh, in case you're wondering, there are so many people who are glad this happened. So of course he was surprised. And I said, you know, cause like the paper towel people, they live for this stuff. Look how many, how many pieces of paper towel are in this roll because they're like, oh, we, we hope someone has an emergency cause we've created this paper towel just for this moment. I'm like, oh, the cloth towel people, them too. They're like, I made this super absorbent. So all these people are hoping and wishing that people would spill things because then people can use their ideas, right? Their products. So it surprised us, but they're happy about it. This made logical sense to him. He was able to become unfrozen. He was able to move forward. We were able to talk about, hey, which one should you use, the paper towel or the cloth one? So it's a lot of talking. It took a lot of taking my time with it. The goal was to clean the spill, but my goal is never to make a child feel bad. My goal is always to make a child feel that if you create, if you take a misstep, if there is an error, if there is a mistake, how can you fix it? Who can you ask for help? Can you think it through without tearing yourself to shreds? So this talk is bigger than just spilled water. It's the same thing I want for all of you who are parents listening to this, that the problem in front of you should not present as you as a failure. What did you do wrong? It's an opportunity to say, well, yeah, this stuff happens, whatever this stuff is, whether it's small, medium, or large, how can you fix it? How can you repair it? If you can't figure it out, how, who can you ask to guide you? The goal is to get out of this thing called life, some joy some ideas, some creativity, some spunk, uh, and some great perspective that's kind to us and kind toward others. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. And remember, it's never too late to reflect on your responses and to give it another try. Have a great rest of the day.